0: Slice audio In a world where chronic diseases continue to rise, a new approach to health care is emerging, one that empowers individuals to take control of their health through lifestyle changes. In this interview, I'll sit down and talk with Dr. Stephen Niebuhr, an expert in lifestyle medicine for Monument Health. Doc Talk is coming up next. Welcome to Doc Talk, a weekly podcast featuring monument health physicians addressing medical topics. Tune in to your health with Monument Health. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Doc Talk with Monument Health. My name is Mark Houston, and joining me today is Dr. Stephen Niebuhr, who is a diplomat of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. I, I love that title because I've never heard those words together like that.
1: Technically, it's diplomate.
0: Diplomate?
1: What's the difference? So a diplomat is like the people that travel to different countries and okay. that kind of thing, which it's, it's similar, but diplomate technically, technically means you have a diploma.
0: So oh, a diploma that's from what the that American means. Of right.
1: I would love to be called diplomat, though. I think that's pretty exciting.
0: <laughs> I think that's a pretty exciting. Yeah, that would be, a, I don't know, it'd be cool on a name tag yeah, on your chest yeah, there. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you completed your training in New York City. Uh, you practiced in D.C. and, and Maryland. Yep. And then you're here in western South Dakota. Yes, sir. And I guess the, the obvious question, we always ask people that come from the East Coast or any of the coasts, why? Why you chose to be out here?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I have sincerely liked everywhere that I've lived and, and worked. Um, it got to a point where it was just, uh, I'd been living in cities for a long time and just looking for a change of scenery. Mm-hmm. And I guess the hills came calling and... Uh, It'd an offer, and it sounded good.
0: And uh, You said you had never been out here before you interviewed either. Correct. Like no vacation or anything.
1: Right. I think I've flown over a few times. Yeah. We're, we're
0: kind of famous for that, of <laughs> course, for sure. Um, well, how long have you been here then?
1: Been here a little over four years.
0: Oh, okay. So long before the pandemic and yes. everything else, you, you made your way out here.
1: Yeah. COVID was not a word back then. It yeah. was not in most of our <laughs> vocabulary. So.
0: Well, that had to be with what you do and mm-hmm. what you practice, uh, that had to be... Uh, not getting too far off the subject here before we get started, but that had to be a pretty interesting uh, uh, opportunity for you and and lifestyle medicine, didn't it? W- was there w- was there just some new takes on this now that kind of opened your eyes a little bit?
1: It was a bit different when I got out here. Yeah, um, I hadn't really interacted with many ranchers sure. uh, before in, in New York City or DC, <laughs> um, so there was just a little bit different way of looking at things okay. for sure.
0: Well, you, uh, what we're going to talk about today is is lifestyle medicine, um, which on its surface seems pretty self-explanatory, but just diving into this a little bit as I have been over the past couple of days, it it's it's simple it seems, mm-hmm. but there is a, a, a lot of benefits to what I think we're going to talk about, right? So let's just start with what lifestyle medicine is, doctor.
1: Sure. Yeah, great place to start. <laughs> um, and I like that you use the word simple because a lot of it is really simple, but I always caution people not to get that confused with easy.
0: Good point. Yes. So
1: simple, but not easy. Right. Okay. Um, it can become easy. Uh, I try to encourage people to make habits out of things. Uh, the same way you don't really think about, do I want to brush my teeth tonight? Mm-hmm. Probably brush your teeth every night, I would hope. <laughs> um, you don't stand there and say, do I feel like doing it? You just right. do it, right? So we try to make the same um, kinds of habits in our lives with other healthy choices.
0: So what's the what's the difference then when people hear the term lifestyle medicine mm-hmm. and they think, well, I'm, I'm, I think I know what that means, but, mm-hmm. you know, I have my primary care doctor. I have the primary care medicine. Yes. So what's what's the difference between these two?
1: So that's a that's a great question at the heart of what I do. and it it really is combining medicine, which is a science approach. right? I mean, everything we do in medicine hopefully should be based off evidence and studies and science and and real kind of concrete things, um, and then combining that with lifestyle, which is which is kind of the opposite. We all live our lives the way we want to to live them, essentially. And so when you combine those two things and you say, how can I design a lifestyle? that will, in a sense, almost act like medicine, it's going to improve my health and make me make me live a longer, healthier life. Lifestyle medicine is, is kind of the, the essence of that. It's, it's using lifestyle factors to promote a longer, healthier life. So is is this a pretty
0: recent um, practice? Uh, it's, it seems like it's as old as time. But at the same time, Right, pretty new. Yeah, so I mean,
1: there's that old quote, which who knows if it's true or not, but let food be thy medicine. I think sure, I say it was Hippocrates, but whether whether it was or not, I, I don't know. Um, but in in a sense, we're we're kind of doing that. You know, we're we're looking at food, we're looking at uh, multiple different factors, which I think we're we're going to get into here. Mm-hmm. Um, but but those things all have a real effect on our lives. What we eat matters. what uh, Our exercise matters. Whether or not you smoke or drink, all those things matter. And so when you're really looking to optimize your health we have to we have to consider all those factors and other ones as well
0: but it seems like it's this this is just mm-hmm. it's so common sense though right why <laughs> why is this all of a sudden become not all of a sudden of course yeah. i don't mean it that way but why why is this something that now everybody is is starting to take in, in the medical field more serious now even though this seems like just common sense stuff
1: it, it does and, and a lot of it as you'll see is kind of common sense um, but like i mentioned before it is all evidence based um, the practice of lifestyle medicine, I think it's been around for quite some time. The American College of Lifestyle Medicine, gosh, I don't remember when they were formed, but I believe it was within the last 15 to 20 years, something like that. Okay. I don't, don't quote me on that. I, I should know this, but I, I, think, I don't No, recall. I, think, I think you're about right. I think um,
0: I, I saw like 2004, but then sounds... in 2015 is kind of when it solidified under there, I believe.
1: Right, right. And think. then they started doing actual certifications. Yeah. Um, which I did mine in 2018, and I was the second group to do it. So 2017 was when they started doing that. Like
0: the second group ever? Correct.
1: Yes, to do do a board certification in lifestyle medicine.
0: I mean, and and, and I want to stress to people that are listening to this, Mm -hmm. too, this is evidence-based. Yes. I can't stress that enough, I don't think.
1: I I cannot either. It is absolutely (laughs) evidence-based. Everything we say is rooted in some type of study or or evidence that's out there.
0: So I saw uh, that a lot of this seems to deal with uh, – Chronic disease development, Mm -hmm. which we seem to be, that seems to be everywhere all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I mean, people are living longer lives, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily healthier lives. And so sometimes we differentiate between the lifespan versus the health span. So you can imagine somebody who lives to be 80 years old, let's say, but the last 10 or 15 years is spent in a nursing home. I mean, you're still living your life, but maybe it's not how you envisioned getting older, you know, uh, versus the person who's healthy until they're 80 or 90, and then they just have basically a, what amounts to a brief illness, and then that's kind of the end, you know? Right. Um, if you offered people the choice, you know, we're all going to go one way or the other, um, but if you said, would you rather be sick for a decade or would you rather be sick for, you know, maybe a couple of weeks or something like that, I think most people would say, you know, shorter sick time, longer right. longer health span.
0: So what's interesting when I was going through some of this stuff and what I think it seems to be the biggest challenge for you in lifestyle medicine is getting people to make these habits. How are you? Good? And, and I think what yeah. uh, we'll have, I believe what we're going to do is we're going to take the second part of this and make it another podcast where mm-hmm. we get into these pillars. Okay. So people kind of know what we're talking about. Sure. But really quick, can you, can you kind of name the pillars uh, without going into great detail at the moment about.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. So I kind of think of them in groups, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I did print it out for you. I don't know if we can, we can link to this or not. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but sure. basically, you know, diet and exercise kind of go together. Right. Uh, sleep and stress go together. And then the other one would be like social connection and avoiding risky uh, behaviors and, and substances. Right. So avoiding excessive alcohol, tobacco, that kind of thing, as, Okay. as well as, you know, seeing your family and friends often.
0: Right. Uh, but convincing people that these mm. are the way to go other than just saying, doctor, please give me the pill, give right. me the surgery to it, fix it. It's it's very That difficult. has to be the biggest challenge, For right? For sure.
1: Yeah. A, a lot of this is, is really just... You know that old saying of you can get a horse to water, but mm-hmm. you can't make it drink. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. I can I can demonstrate to people why this works and how it works, but once they leave my office, if they choose to stop for fast food on the way home, I mean, that's up to them, right? I can't, right. I can't follow them out and make sure they don't do that. Right. So I try to educate patients as best I can. Uh, I feel like if. If you have that knowledge of, of why eating a bacon cheeseburger is not going to be great for you, but eating a, a healthy salad and some fruit is going to be really fantastic for you, you might be more inclined to make that decision.
0: Well, is there is there a a, a balance that people can reach initially on this, where mm-hmm. they can have the bacon cheeseburger, but then the rest <laughs> of the meals well, have to be, you know what i you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's not a light switch. It's not right. it's not an all or nothing. Um, the more you can get people in that direction, the, the better off they're going to do. And so then the question becomes like, well, well how good do you want your health? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with like, yeah, it's okay. I feel okay. I take a few medications. Or are you one of those people who says, I want to be as healthy as I can possibly be. I want to have the lowest risk of any disease. So it's, it's up to patients. I mean, what you, what you do in your own life is totally up to you. Um, but we know that these things have an impact. Right. Right. So, right. yeah, you know, it's like saying, how many cigarettes should I smoke? Well, yeah. ideally you should smoke zero. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but if you smoke, at, you know, two packs a day and you cut down to a half a pack a day, that's an improvement.
0: It, right? Yeah. I mean, I suppose I can <laughs> so, see that. That's true. Yeah. And, and, and I like the point that you make about, you know... Whether you want to live uh, the, the rest of your life uh, of a decade of, of medications and illness and things like that or or a couple of weeks right I think that's a really good that's a really yeah. good point to, to make to people that are coming in with these questions
1: yeah and it's, it's starting earlier I mean we're seeing I, I only see adults I see 18 and above mm-hmm. but even in the pediatric world they're seeing kids with you know onset of diabetes right. and obesity and, and high blood pressure. I mean, that shouldn't happen, you know? Right. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not that genetics have changed. It's not that it's a different type of human. We're right. all human. We all have the same organs, the same DNA, basically. It's, it's the environment around us that's changed. It's the food that kids are eating, you know?
0: Is it just because, I mean, it, it's easy, it's, mm-hmm. it's inexpensive, uh, are, are those challenges that you've got to kind of overcome with, with lifestyle sure. medicine too?
1: Yeah, and look at marketing, right? right? I mean, if you think about all of those foods that many people eat, all the fast foods, uh, all the, the baked stuff, cookies and pastries and donuts and candy bars, what what is the purpose of that stuff? It's right. designed to be sold to you, right? right? If you ate that and you didn't like it, you'd never buy it again, right? So it's been designed to essentially get you hooked on it. Okay. So when you stop and you get a, a cheeseburger, or you get a big sugary drink, the, the way that was designed is to get you hooked on it. Right. Okay, right? I mean, I don't know if you've ever thought no, about it that I, No, I,
0: I totally, yeah. I, but Because I, I kind of am in the business of marketing. Right, okay. <laughs> so to a degree, yeah, I totally get So you that. want people to buy your product, right? right? So if you're selling cheeseburgers
1: and french fries, you want people to buy cheeseburgers and french fries. You don't really care about their health, right? right. I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, the fast food companies, <laughs> no, like, if you drop not. dead from a heart attack, I mean, they lost a customer, but there's millions more out yeah. there. And then businesses develop where they'll sell you medication to try to help you fix those problems that you got from buying those foods in the first place. Right. I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it that way, right?
0: Yes, it totally is. <laughs> okay, then how do we make... I didn't come up with the system. <laughs> how do we make salads that appealing, then, is my next question.
1: <laughs> it, it's hard. I mean, you're, you're fighting uh, in, in this industry, in this business, we call it a, a super normal stimulus. So sugar is a normal stimulus, right? We all like sugar, mm-hmm. or at least most people do. And in nature, the things that have sugar in them are actually good for us. If you think about you know, your strawberries and blueberries and apples and oranges... There's sugar in those things. We want more of them. But now when you when you take that sugar out and you process it and you concentrate it, you're overwhelming what humans were designed to deal with. So when you take a you know a sugar cane and you make it into a, a can of high fructose corn syrup, right. or well, I guess that would come from right. corn. Right. right? You get what I'm saying, <laughs> yes. right? So if you take sugar cane or corn and you make it into processed sugar, we're not designed to be able to deal with that. Like humans have not had processed foods around for very long. And so our brains get overwhelmed by that. So we want more of that high, you know, concentration sugar.
0: It's so weird when you, when you, when you put it that way, that our bodies are not made for that kind of stuff. You would think your body would be like, ugh, then I don't need yeah. that. I don't want that. Yeah. I shouldn't be having that. Right. But it's just 100% the opposite. It, it just wants more. Yeah. It's your brain. I mean, right. if you
1: offer a child, do you, do you want a donut? Or do you want an apple? I mean, you show me a kid who's going to choose an apple, right? <laughs> right. I mean, they know that those sweeter things yeah. are are more appealing. And in fact, in nature, we want things that have more calories. Because now if you think back in terms of before there was modern society, as humans, we're designed to eat as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So we don't die. Because right. if you don't know if you're eating again in a day or a week, you need to eat as much as you possibly can so that you can
0: survive. So let's say you, let's say you go all in on... You're you're going to exercise ninety minutes a day, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're going to do some 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 effective exercising. Yeah. Can you cheat on the foods you eat then because of that? I mean, maybe a little bit, but you really these
1: studies show you it's it's difficult if not impossible to exercise off the calories because when you exercise, you actually stimulate your appetite. Mm-hmm. So if you're eating the same thing, you're just you're, you're evening it out, right? That's yeah. why I, I see people all the time that say, "Well, I walk." And I'm like, well, that's great. Keep walking, but how is your weight doing? And they're like, well, it's not really changing that much. And you know, if you walk a mile, maybe you burn 100, 120 calories. Sure. Um, but you know, you have a tablespoon of peanut butter, and it's more than that. As right. Far as calories. Oh man. You know, All or right. you have a cheeseburger, and it's you know 500 calories, let's say.
0: Yeah. Okay. So,
1: so it's it's very difficult to exercise off the calories. It's not impossible. Um, but then if you go into calorie restriction, you end up like the TV show Biggest Loser. Yeah. Um, and there was a big study through the National Institute of Health where they looked at the metabolism of those uh, p- contestants on the show. And and what happened was they were exercising so much and not eating that their body tried to compensate. So their metabolism actually dropped way down. And a lot of those folks that were on the show, after they got off the show, were only burning a couple hundred calories oh, a day my. at baseline. And so it was virtually impossible for them to keep the weight off.
0: But if they come in, if somebody makes an appointment with mm-hmm. you and they wanna talk about this lifestyle medicine, yes. these are the things you're going to be able to tell them and, and, ha- and point them in the right direction, right? So, so you have, and again, we're gonna talk in, in, in the next podcast that we do with you, doctor. We're yes. gonna talk about these, these like the groups or the pillars, right. correct? Right. And uh, you sit down with the patient and you explain, here we go, right? right. And what I'm kind of excited about with this um, when we talk again, is that there are certain instances, I believe, with lifestyle medicine mm-hmm. that you can reverse some of the things that are wrong with you right now. Absolutely. Without pills. Correct. Without, med- without surgeries. Yes. That, to me, is almost worth really, really taking a serious look at this for, for most people.
1: Yeah, right? you're, you're absolutely right. And, it, and it's our bodies wanting to heal. If you think about, we're doing things to our bodies that are that are injuring them, right? When we eat junk food, it's it's actually injuring your body. Okay, it's creating inflammation, it's damaging cells, it's raising your blood pressure, it's damaging arteries, it's in increasing risk for diabetes and even cancer in some instances. And so, what we need to do is stop damaging your body. Okay. And let it heal and so our bodies want to heal they just need the ingredients to heal and they need those pillars to allow them to to heal
0: okay uh that's no that all makes perfect sense i mean i love it being explained in 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 simple terms i think you're doing an excellent job of that (laughs) because a lot of people uh you know they they don't want to hear diet they don't want to hear exercise i mean they don't want to hear these kind of words but you need to put it in frame yeah that people can be oh this this will kind of
1: fix me absolutely and there's there's a lot of evidence out there. There's a lot of studies out there that are showing this is the case that you can you can really improve a lot of health outcomes with it. Excellent.
0: Is there any place right now where some where you would direct some people to 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 get some more information or websites or things like that? Is there anything like sure, that? sure? Yeah, off, I mean, start the
1: with start with American College of Lifestyle Medicine. It's just okay. lifestylemedicine.org. Okay. Um, and there's there's plenty of resources out there. There's there's many good ones and there's some not <laughs> so good ones out there. Um, like I said, this uh, ACLM is a very reputable organization. Everything's evidence based, science based. Um, and so it, it's hard to go wrong with that if, if you were right. in science.
0: And if, you, and if you ever come across a book called How Not to Die, yep. I, I highly recommend this one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually uh, by Dr. Michael Greger. That's become kind of the Bible almost oh, in it a is. sense of lifestyle medicine. Okay. But yeah, so what he does is he looks at the top 15 causes of death in the modern world. Uh, so, you know, heart disease, diabetes, cancer, and so on, and looks at what's causing them, uh, how you can avoid them, or if you're already dealing with something, how you can even reverse it in a lot of instances or put things into remission.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, I'm super excited for the yeah. next one when we kind of dive into this a little bit more. But this was, this was, I think, was a good in- introduction, Doctor, um, about lifestyle medicine and uh, and and how I think, um, I'm fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, this is going to be the next big thing. I mean, I, I hope people take it seriously and understand that you know. It's not not easy, like you said, but it's simple. Right. Right? Right. Okay. Dr. Steven Niebuhr uh, from Monument Health, a diplomate of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. (laughs) I'm so excited that I learned a a new word today, too. Uh, Thank you so much for talking with me, doctor. All right. Thank you. Doc Talk with Monument Health is recorded live at Home Slice Studios, hosted by Mark Houston, edited by Russ Hatton, engineered by Chris Jaquist, and produced by Kelsey Kinney and Rob Henry.